Welcome to the Free to Be Show. I'm excited today to have two beautiful women um, who are mothers and they are believers. And so um, I will introduce them shortly. Um, I encourage you to get your pencils and paper ready. I'm sure that they're going to share so much wisdom as we discover what it's like to love as a believing mother. To the Free to Be Show. I am the world's best joy monger. Yes, I made that word up. I'm here holding space for you to reveal your joy. I'm also the host of two podcasts, the author of eight books, and the mother of six children. Here on the Free to Be Show, this is your time to see in your mind and your heart whether or not you are truly free. So are you free? Let's see. Welcome back. And now I will introduce my guests. Um, first, we have Fartoon. Salam alaikum. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So glad to be here. And she's the founder of Conscious Parenting and the mother of four, not five. <laughs> and Natalie Rose Smith. Welcome to the Free to Be Show. Hello. Hello, and she's a mother of five. <laughs> so we have four, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. Hi. It's so I, I'm so um, honored to have both of you here today because, you know, it's really a lot to be a mother. And I feel like there's more of a responsibility when you have a certain set of important values that you believe in, that you want your children to, to grow up with. So, um, and then we'll add on a little bit later in our discussion, the fact that we are all running businesses, but for now, let's just start there. Um, <laughs> so tell us, you know, um, I guess I'll do it in the order that I introduced you, Fartoon. What is it to be uh, a believing mother? Oh, wow. Um, that's a very um, wonderful question. Um, yeah, I think um, being a, a believing mother is, um, is a lot of things. And one of it is um, having that, I would say, backbone and having that um, uh, strength. I think extra strength, you need to have that um, extra piece of strength and patience and um, I would say um, endurance to, to keep up with life every day, including your children, including work, including showing up even as a, as a, as a mother, as a businesswoman, as a sister, just showing up every day, I think it takes um, a lot of endurance, a lot of patience, I would say that, and a lot of grit, yeah. I agree, yeah, definitely a lot of grit, for sure. Yes. Natalie, what, what would you say? <laughs> I pray for all of those things. <laughs> um, and, and it's so true, and it's all we can do is strive for those things and try to emanate them into our lives, but ultimately, for me, being um, a loving mother is just that, is just being loving our children and seeing them in the eyes that God or, or higher, higher power or however you want to call it, but how, how they see us. And so I just try to instill that into my kids that no matter what they're going through, no matter what I'm doing, what's going on, you know, they're loved and they are love. And so I think that if they know that they're loved, then we can handle other things, but nobody really has the answers. I don't think. 
at all. No, that's so true. And, and that's very key. So, you know, both of you, you know, you're talking about patience and love. And I would even say that the, our love is the patience, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so um, before we came on live, Fartun and I had a chance to talk just briefly. And, um, you know, she's the founder of Conscious Parenting. So I was saying, I would say that Conscious Parenting is more for the parent than it is, you know, for the child. What do you think about that, Natalie? Yeah, I think that that's interesting that you say that because I always look at my children and I'm like, how was I trusted with these beings? Like, who trusted yeah. me? <laughs> but, you know, I, I mean, life, is thrown at us. And so it can, you know, knock us down and make us question who we are. And, and I think that um, having a guide of con or being aware and being a conscious parent allows us to come down from whatever obstacles are around us and to ground ourselves and focus on consciously, you know, on, on the key point, our children or, or whatever we're doing. But yeah. What inspired you to to even um, come up with this um, or or start uh, practicing this in your own family, Fartun? Um, you know, I had my oldest daughter. I think I was twenty two, twenty three. I, I, I was actually asking Fartun, oh, but that's I'm okay. So sorry, <laughs> that's okay. I can't hear very good. I apologize. Oh, it's okay. my, my hearing is not very good. So I apologize. Okay. Well, I'll know that to, to, to speak yeah, louder sorry. also. So that's all right. Um, I, I like uh, um, a word that uh, Natalie um, shared. She said, and how was I trusted with this, with this children? And um, in Islam, children are regarded as a trust. They're an amana. And amana, you know, a trust, something that is entrusted to you that you take care of. And that, you know, um, Allah expects us to meet um, some, some basic guidelines when it comes to raising our children. And um, to answer your question about um, putting that in, in my family as a practicing conscious parenting is actually sunnah. It's the sunnah. It's how... Um, it's Islam, you know, the way we are taught to be with our children. I mean, culture aside, we do a lot of things here and there, but um, the basic way that our Prophet ﷺ, peace be upon him, taught us how to interact with, with children was, was very conscious. He was very mindful of how he talked to children. He was he was uh, very loving towards his, his daughter Fatima, which is... Uh, narrated in a lot of hadiths, their interaction as father and daughter and how he held space for her and how he was um, loving towards her. And I think um, when we are being conscious parents, we are practicing our faith. We are showing up as believing mothers. We are saying that, oh, I have been trusted with this um, little human beings and I'm going to do my best to show up for them. And then we take it from there. Yeah, that's true. That's this, this is definitely part of tarbiya, um, which is the, the traditional way to raise children. And, and it's in all faiths, you know, and traditions really, right? Because um, <clears throat> we, uh, we understand always that our children are a trust. Well, Natalie, I, 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 I want to come to you because with the same question, because I know you have um, and explain a little bit more about your belief system, um, because uh, I, I just put in your your I condensed your bio to you're an intuitive, um, you know, healer, but you're so much more than that. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that your belief system is heavily misunderstood so you know speak to that and then talk about oh thank parenting. you so much um yeah you know I think we're all just uh before I answer that you know we're all growing and learning 
and a lot of um, things, I say the veils are being lifted, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing a lot of things and seeing people and religion and, and life differently. And so um, I, I was born and raised LDS. Um, I was married in the LDS temple for 17 years and we raised our children under those beliefs, which really, you know, are, are similar to your guys's, um, which is, you know, about family and stuff like that. But um, after I got divorced, that became a very traumatic thing for me to attend the church again because of some of the patriarchy and the things that I felt personally had happened to me and that I've worked through in my life. But I've always kind of been into, I don't want to say witchcraft. I don't want to say green witch. I don't want to say cosmic. I mean, I do, I have always followed the stars and the solar system and the energies that reside in that. So um, I don't really identify with anything besides the daughter of God, I guess, you know, specifically and just try to listen to my heart. And, and I have found being a mother, um, being led by my intuition has been the, the best, the greatest tool and gift that I can, um, that I've ever, you know, experienced there. So I just, I stick with my intuition and I have been led by it so many times throughout my children's life, um, in hospital situations and, you know, every, you know, you guys know. <laughs> and, um, so I just, I don't, I don't know what I identify as far as a religion goes. I am still LDS and I do honor that religion and for what it, the stability and the faith that it brought into my life. So. Okay, so Latter-day Saints, for those who don't know what LDS is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. That's okay. You know, we live in a world of acronyms. So um, many people do and many people don't, but I just wanted to be clear. So I want to welcome some of our um, viewers. Um, Lillian, hello, Lillian. She joins us from Switzerland. She's saying, hello, ladies, great conversation. And then Halima, I believe she's also in Kenya um, and part of the Ultimate Coach Group. Children are God's gift and continuous manifestation of God's presence in our lives. Yes, I agree with that. Um, definitely, uh, I, I feel like my children are my teachers. You know, I'm just so grateful for them. I'm like, alhamdulillah, that I had children. You know, there's some people that only require one, but see, I require many. <laughs> so, and you know, each one of them, you know, um, taught me something about myself. You know, they taught me something about this world and they allowed me to have experiences that I probably wouldn't have. Um, what what would you say to that? I mean, do you feel that your children, I know Fartun, your children are very young um, but that's when I learned the most. <laughs> so. Please, definitely. Bless you. <laughs> um, um, yeah, true. And, and true. And I think the tantrum, the tantrum stages, the, when they're trying to discover themselves, um, I think as a mother, there's a lot of, um, um, second guessing yourself a lot of um, doubts, a lot of um, not good enough because of the constant challenges. I think that comes with having um, really um, small children. But like you said, um, children, they teach you things about yourself that you didn't know before. And I think um, just on having that open-mindedness and saying, okay, what is this child trying to teach me? I mean, some, some children, they, they teach you patience, some teach you love. Um, I have my, my second born son, he's, um, he's a you know, sensitive child. He's like his t temperament is that, that kind of child who feels a lot and is in touch with, with his feelings and environment and everything. And you know, he will know if I didn't hug him or I didn't kiss him, or I come to the house and um, I'm tired or something, he will tell me like, mom, you're not smiling. Um, you didn't hug me, you didn't kiss me. And he's always, you know, that's his love language. He's always looking for for that 
kiss and that hug. And for me, it, I take time to stop whatever I'm doing and just take in that hug and, and just be with that presence. And I think one of the most important things that are being intentional in, in our parenting as parents, whether we are parenting a one-year-old or a 20-year-old, is that presence. It's, it's the thing that children teach you to be in that moment. Mom, come play with me. Mom, give me a hug. Mom, I need this. I need that. And just um, whatever we are thinking of, just bringing us back to that moment, I think that's something that, alhamdulillah, I'm very, very grateful for. Yeah. And Natalie, I know in your story with um, you have a child who's a cancer survivor and another child with another condition, I'm sure you definitely resonate with what she's saying. Absolutely. Yes. And I think if, could I say something really quick? I... Oh, did we pause? We paused. There, there was just a, a, a little skip in, in the uh, frequency, but that's okay. Cause we have three very powerful mothers here today. So it's a lot, you know? <laughs> Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, as I was listening to um, Farrah Toon um, talk, I, I was reminded of the, when she was diagnosed, my oldest daughter, Hannah, was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma when she was five. And, you know, you don't know who you are until you experience moments in life that make you question everything. And having the knowledge of prayer and intention, whether that's praying on your hands and knees or through a intention with a yoga ceremony or something, you know, having that uh, power is really, um, or that belief or practice in your, in your home is, has been a really um, comforting thing for me because, you know, when she was diagnosed, I remember praying and literally like, I didn't know what to do. So I just, gave it to God. I turned it over to Jesus Christ and I felt, and I'm not trying to preach about anything. I believe in a lot of different, you know, but that, at that time and, and even now that is a source that I turn to. And I cannot tell you that, you know, I prayed that it would go away. I didn't tell, I can't say that I prayed that I questioned why this was happening. You know, I just knew that if I had faith as a mother, then I, that uh, we would be comforted and she would be comforted during that time. And it was just a really um, eye-opening experience for me as a mom. I'm totally hearing surrender in that. Yes. Yeah. Children make that you would, do that. <laughs> yeah. The gift of surrender. I, I, I would have to say that is like the number one teaching of motherhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. There, there's a name for that in Arabic, you know. <laughs> um, and uh, what's your, been your experience of surrender, Fatun? Uh, wow. Um, Natalie, um, thank you for sharing that beautiful story. And uh, um, um, Cordelia told you the, the Arabic word for what you just explained, you know, handing over, you hand it over to God is called tawakul. And it's something I think um, um, we do as mothers a lot of time because um, I think in the, in the journey of, of parenting, we always, we always want to, to, to be um, to control a lot of things that are out of our control, and um, I think one of the things is that comes from that surrender is just um, not not giving up, but knowing that there is uh, your Creator, um, the person who gave you this trust, the 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 one who entrusted you with this care, the one who knew that as a mother, you are fit to parent this child is like has the answers. So just giving up, I think that, um, and, and it comes a lot of times, a lot of times when your child is sick, 
you know, when you're when you are going through some things and you don't know how to show up even as a, as as the the mother the ch your child needs, right? And then there's that moment of prayer, and I think um, one of the most important aspects of being uh, believing mothers is is prayer, mm -hmm. and 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 prayer doesn't it doesn't have a time. You can say it if you're in bed. You can say it, you know, in the middle of a tantrum, <laughs> and you say it, you know. You better say in the middle of a tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and and when a child is sick and when when you all this time you you know that you need you need you need Allah in your life you need God you need you need you need help and you know that that strength doesn't come from you it's strength that you source you know from our creator and um one of the beautiful things in in, in Islam is uh, is um like we we pray for everything you're told like a prayer is like the pillar of of uh, of the of the religion because it shows you that um you need you need help and it shows you that surrender and i think the moment you surrender is when the answers come to you is when you 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 get that help that you're looking for you get phone calls things align for you because of that surrender for me in my experience beautiful yeah 100 percent. i i see halima is really enjoying our conversation they help us grow bringing out our authentic love strength joy satisfaction and so much more surrender trust and believing that the bigger power is in charge is so true yeah so i mean overall definitely having children helps uh, i think it's like a, a a foundational building block if you want to do anything and have any kind of success in life and i could just be saying that because because of my children is how i ended up um starting my business so mm -hmm. um is is that true for you, Natalie, or were you already uh, in business before you had children? Um, no, thank you for asking. Um, yeah, I, so I was 19 when I got married <laughs> and, oh, wow. you know, we were in college and everything and I, I continued college a little bit and then I decided to go to hair school, which is something that I always, you know, had wanted to do. And I just remember knowing that I wanted to do that. I mean, I grew up in a hair salon and, and I, I liked that stuff anyways. Um, but I also, you know, saw the mothers around me, the hairstylists and stuff, and they were able to have their own schedule. And, you know, at the time there was no internet, there was no other really ways of us to be able to stay home and make money. Um, uh, unless we had a trade, you know, like that. So I just have been like so grateful that I followed that um, prompting when I had it because, um, you know, the overthinker in me would be like, you need to finish college, you need this. And it, a college degree wouldn't do me much good right now. But but because I, you know, um, and, and, and any, any trade, and now with online stuff, we can do so much stuff. And that's why I'm here now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just because the most important thing I always said, and I don't judge anybody that uses babysitters or anything like that, because I have, but, and there's a time for that. But for me, I just really wanted to be able to be present as my children were growing up and protect them and to be able to be home with them. And that was maybe a little over controlling of me and the hovering parent, <laughs> but I, you know, that's kind of what uh, brought me to where I am today, you know, and then after COVID happened and I had a home fire last year, um, my salon was in my home. So I just kind of dove more in. I didn't try to dive into the online world. It just kind of grabbed me, but I just, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving this experience with you women. And if one thing I've noticed throughout working with so many women as clients and everything doing their hair is that we all as mothers have a commonality and that is the love that we have for our children. Yeah. And you know what? I, I, I'm not, I'm not detecting that you're judging yourself. 
and saying that you're a, you were a hovering mother, but you know, I, I totally get that. Like I didn't want, you know, to use a, a dare, a, a daycare provider ever, you know? Um, and so I just think that is so wonderful that you were able to, you were in a position where you didn't have to, you know, and, um, that's that's the imagination right the, the kids give us these ideas it's like hmm i want to work i need to make money but i don't want anyone to watch my kids what can i do right right so um and and now you know you can do it from home you know in a different way what about for you fortune i mean this is so great right you're in utah you're in Kenya and I'm in Washington, DC, and we're like having this conversation. So like, um, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Very well, thanks to the internet. I think for me it was, um, um, I was working when throughout my marriage, um, since my kids were, were really young and in Kenya, we, we have housekeepers, we have live in nannies. So I always had a nanny around. But I've always, you know, desired to be a stay-at-home mom. And that was not um, um, possible for me until until COVID happened. So COVID happened um, and I was home the whole of 2020. And then I, I was like, I don't want this to end. <laughs> so um, 2021 came and I'm like, okay. Um, just what you said, you know, I don't want to leave home and I, you know, I want to be around the kids and I still want to make money. So how can I do that? And then you find, you find yourself, um, like when you ask the right questions, you find the answers coming to you and you, you find the people along the way. And, and I, I found, um, a really great program of, um, parenting coaching, and it was in Australia, but it was online. And then, you know, the timing is a, a bit, um, but usually it happens when it's evening for them, it's daytime for me. So I think um, I found my my community. Um, and uh, Natalie said that um, when you can, all mothers, we have the same thing in common. And that's loving our children and 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 looking for ways to show up better than than yesterday and and knowing that um, at the end of the day, like um, I think the biggest why of the things that we do um, after we have kids, the why is is uh, you know because of my children. I want to stay home because of my children. I want to. Um, you know, leave this toxic relationship because of my children. I want to, you know, get my power back because of my children. And it, they become the biggest why of, of most of our actions. Yeah, indeed. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to take a really short commercial break and we'll come back and we'll talk more and dive deeper into um, what it is to be a mother in business. You owe it to yourself to join me on the big island of Hawaii for a six-day, intimate and exclusive, restorative and deeply transformative retreat. That's why I'm inviting you to attend the Hawaii Replenish Me Experience. Experience the rustic charm of the big island of Hawaii through the elements fire at the volcano, the air at South Point, and earth at the sandy beach and water everywhere. There will be energetic healing with food and plenty of spaciousness in the schedule to allow for integration, for transformation and connection to yourself and others. Allow your joy to reveal itself. See you in Hawaii. So it's one thing to start the business, but then the organizing and the maintaining of it, right? That's the thing. So um, I've done a 
you know, a variety of different things. And you brought up a good point, Fartoon. I think all three of us are divorced. And, you know, so it's one thing to have a business being a married mom, but once you're single um, and running a business, that's like a whole different thing. So I'm curious, Natalie, how did that go for you? Because your business is not online. So like, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up. It's a, it's definitely a balancing act. And, and luckily I am an innovative person <laughs> and there's always a way, especially when it comes to my kids, because it's just too, for my personality personally, it's too stressful for me to be away from my kids and juggling. And I like to, you know, staying on a schedule and stuff like that. It's really important to me. So um, I was blessed to be able to, this is also, so when I got divorced, I was prompted to build a salon in my basement. We were finishing our basement and I was having my fourth child. So we were making some extra rooms and I just told the builder, like, can you plumb that for a salon? And then a couple months later, I found out what was going on. And I was just like, well, at least I can work from home, you know? And this is also the time when spray tanning came out. And so I had a spray tan machine which is best done if you do it at night. And so I would throw these parties and, and online that had just barely started to come out. Like I just barely had joined Facebook. So I was able to advertise and connect on there, but I would have spray tanning parties at night and it, you know, spray tans are quick. So I would do five or six people in like an hour while my kids were in bed. And so I just tried to find and optimize anytime, but that did, it does wear on you. So then I, I, I knew that I needed balance in my life. And that's when I started to incorporate yoga into my um, family's, you know, routine. Um, did I answer the question? <laughs> 100%. Oh, my goodness. I'm hearing like you were being completely innovative. And you like, even uh, blended in your self care and self nurturing and made it part of your parenting. That was like, oh. yeah. Okay, and then you had a new stream of business. Now, you know, you're a yoga instructor too. Yeah, yeah. It's just, Very you know, if you turn it over to a higher source or have faith or whatever you believe, I truly believe that um, if it's done with a pure heart, you know, without any malice, malice, I mean, I guess it could be used either way. But for me, I just try to do everything as pure as I can and, as far as setting my intentions, um, things just open up to you. I mean, the fact that we're even all connected, you know, is just absolutely amazing. So it's a gift for sure. I agree. What about you, Fortune? I know in your case, you got mm -hmm. your, um, every, you started everything online, but, but still it has a balancing act, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I couldn't um, help but think great, great, great in my, the back of my head when uh, Lily was talking. It's that, um, you know, an extra, extra, you know, little energy that you have to put in, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, I think um, I, I have it a, a bit easier here because I, I live with my sisters. Mm -hmm. I live with my sisters and I also have... Um, I live in Nani. It's a, a very accessible here in Kenya to have a nanny and a housekeeper. So I don't, I don't have in the back of my head, my head. I'm not thinking about, you know, laundry and and things like that. So we gotta when, move, Natalie. We gotta okay, move. <laughs> let's, let's move. I'm there. And you know that is so. I'm I'm glad that you brought that up because in the back of my mind. And seeing the sisterhood around me, you know, my family all lives around me. Thank goodness I have amazing family sisters, you know, not, I don't have any sisters, but my aunts and my sister-in-laws and things. And I don't know what I would do without them. So sisterhood is so important and community is so important. And if I was thinking about this last night, like I remember my ex-husband always wanted me to go to work. You know, he's like, everybody else does it. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, he would rather pay a nanny or a daycare than me. And I just think, like, if that's the case, I'm happy to work. But if I had to live in nanny and a house, 
a housekeeper, who knows what would happen? No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> so, so you're very fortunate. Thank you for sharing yeah. that. Yes, yes, yes. I am very fortunate. Alhamdulillah, and it's one of the the things that I I am really grateful for. And uh, knowing that I can I can like really switch off. Like I can tell uh, people that I'm not available for three hours and like lock myself in a room and and come out after three hours and and nobody's going to come through that door. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. So um, the, 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 the little bit of a disadvantage is um, not a disadvantage, but when my, I am around um, the children, they want to be around me. Mm-hmm. So usually I can go out and run errands and do stuff. But when I'm in the house, you know, you know, they want to play. They want me to feed them. They're around me and all that things. And, and I love that. And I love that I can, you know, shut down my laptop and you know see if there was a fight going on and just go and find out what was happening <laughs> and um if my child is sick and they didn't go to school i don't feel like before like when i used to go and disappear for 12 hours or 8 hours a day like i used to be in the office and be stuck in traffic and come back like there was always that guilt of being away but now I know like I can come out and say okay what's happening why are you crying what's this and that and if my child is sick and they're home like I don't feel bad because I know I'm home also so and I yeah I really love that and then I have my sisters around me my 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 sisters who are home also and there's always that um village around (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah alhamdulillah i'm very grateful for that mm-hmm. yeah alhamdulillah it makes a big difference having community it really has you know um and that's i think part of the reason why i chose to homeschool when i left corporate because <clears throat> you know in the absence my my family doesn't live close to me and my parents they passed before i even got married so i i it's just it's it was always just me and my husband you know until it wasn't and in the meantime, you know, over the 17 years of homeschooling, fortunately, I created community, you know, um, and now the kids are in school, the little ones. Um, but then, you know, I have older children that can come and help me out. So in a way, I kind of built my own community, you know, you did. like even within. So um, and uh, it, it's still, you know, I, I feel that time, I say that time as an illusion, but more than that, I believe that, you know, really, and this is something I said saying during COVID is that um, time always expands for me and I'm always on time, you know, mm-hmm. and it's so true. And when you, you really just must speak whatever you desire to create into being how has that worked for you? Like, where have you noticed that when you disallow the worry and you just surrender to everything that you require will will be? Um, how has that shown up for you? Or do maybe you do worry? Do either of you worry? Oh, <laughs> Definitely. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> No. And do you want me to answer that? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So for me, I am an extreme warrior. I'm sure that you guys have gathered that if you've watched anything that I've put out there. But um, it's a learning experience. So, um, you know, and so I've had to learn how to manage that. And obviously, one of the ways that I have um, managed it is through prayer. Also, um, in the LDS church, you know, there's, you, you can receive a, a blessing from the priesthood. And, and so when I got divorced and the priesthood was not in my home, my husband wasn't in my home anymore. I learned to say to myself, okay, if, you know, if God gave this to, to my husband and now he's not here, certainly God, a loving God would, 
would bless me with the same abilities, right? So I just started to give it to God, to pray, to bless my children. Like if they were sick or if I was scared or worried, I would hold them in my arms and just bless them. And then um, another thing for me that helps is to be really aware of our thoughts. And, you know, our body actually experiences every thought that we have. So what you want into your life and into your family's life is what you need to be thinking about and experiencing. And so I always say words are magic. So I try to speak what I want into existence, even if it's, you know, the health of a child or extra money to buy groceries or, you know, whatever it is, like I try to speak that into existence. And then I do gratitude. I am a really big believer of gratitude every day. And um, then I also write six things that I want to manifest as if they've already happened. And for me, that's just kept me in balance and focused um, and, and keeps the anxiety down a little bit. A lot. It sounds like you have many practices that are a very, very, you know, practical. And I, and I hope those who are viewing and listening, they took notes with that. Fartoon, I know there's a lot of things embedded in Islam and a lot of what she said is. So yes. what, what is it that you do? Oh, yeah, the prayer. And I, I, I you, you said, um, you know, um, time expands for you. And, and actually, you know, um, God puts baraka in your time, depending on, on how you show up. There are times that um, you do it through prayer, um, the way she's mentioning um, what Natalie said about, um, you know, um, saying things the way you want it to happen. Intention. Like uh, watching your thoughts and your words. Like if I keep saying I'm busy, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this, which I used to do a lot. And then I would find that I'm frustrated and I'm depleted and all of this. And then just switching that and then um, saying that, um, you know, um, you you ask Allah to bless your time for you. And like waking up early in the morning, praying doing uh, morning atkar, which is like morning prayers, morning prayers, morning atkar, journaling, the gratitude, a, a lot of things that you have mentioned. And um, I remember in 2020, um, I, I, I remember and just before, um, just after, during, um, I was going through my divorce, I remember saying in my head, like say, saying to myself, I want to be around the kind of community. I want to be around people who are where I'm headed, like with people who are um, living their lives, meaningful lives, not um, you know success, but success in a in a tangible way. And people who are um, fulfilled, right? And then I remember I I signed up for for a for a course. And it's called Visionaire by an, another sheikh. He's called Muhammad Al-Sharif. Yeah. He talks about um, um, designing your life through dua, which is prayer. And and you, he addresses six, you know, all every area of your life, including health, wealth, you know, family, including children, your spiritual life, your fun life, and all of that. And I, I was listening to Natalie saying, like, I write six things that I want to manifest, right? And, like, it, it grabs into every area. And, and I've met a lot of amazing people through that course that I've been doing. And just praying for what I want and then going, you know, about it the right way. And just things aligning for yourself. Allah putting barakah in your time, in sending you teachers, coaches, mentors, all of this, and just having your own time. So for me, I think I have I have surrounded myself with such people, including yourselves. I mean, online, offline, they they tend to show up because I think also the energy, the energy is there. And one of the other ways um, of 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 putting baraka in your time that I have learned from a very wonderful uh, sister is praying tahajjud, praying, um, waking up at so, four. Yeah. I'm going to translate a couple of things. So yes. 
Barachar <laughs> is the word you were saying in the beginning about you having to get the blessing through the priest. That's okay. the, this word Baraka is blessing. Um, and then uh, Tahajud. So like a lot of times you'll see in the spiritual community, you know, non-religious affiliated that you'll, uh, there's this understanding that at 3 a.m., you know, this is the time that, you know, your, your prayers or your intention, your meditation will be received. And so in Islam, we have what we call tahajjud is uh, basically that's the, this early morning time um, when the, the heavens are closer to the earth and whatever you pray for is received. And so, you know, that's what I'm, that's why I think it's beautifully aligned that you two ladies happen to be both available this particular week at this particular time, because so often I've always wanted to just tell people, you know, Islam isn't really different from any other spiritual practice. Like everything I do is like, it's what you're talking about. It's already embedded in what I'm doing. And so um, I just, I love that we're here connected as believing mothers in our, you know, our respective spiritual practices. And we're doing the same thing. I'm just going to say it like that. You know, <laughs> we're doing the same thing. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with me. I, I love learning about everything. <laughs> I'm like one of those, I just probably know too much information <laughs> about stuff. But, uh, you know, it's interesting you bring up the 3 a, the three a.m. thing um, because I started seeing 333 um, right after my divorce. And I was really not into, you know, synchronicities and stuff like that and numbers but I I started to get more into energy work and energy healing and so I learned that that is the hour of the divinity is what I how I heard it you know and, and read about it and I know that in um in in pagan and stuff like that it's called the witching hour you know and it's just the hour where um I from what I understand where this the realms are kind of I'll open and to receive and to give. So that's interesting to me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. And you know, it's, it's also for the people who are listening to our conversation mm -hmm. and watching this because there's so much misunderstanding in the world. And you spoke of sisterhood earlier. And I think that the dissension among women is because, you know, we find more things that keep us separate and, you know, we don't look for the similarities and there are so many similarities, you know, mm -hmm. um, love is binding. It's a human thing. It's a human requirement. And um, it's a, it's, as we've said in this conversation, it's a definitely a requirement to be a mother, you know, um, it's what binds us to our creator. It's what's, what keeps us um, honoring our amana, our trust, um, by the souls that we've been entrusted, you know, our children. And um, I just, I know, you know, both of you separately and in your own beautiful ways. And I'm going to tear up right now. I'm crying. I just think it's beautiful, you know, that. <sighs> that I get to have, you know, these conversations and, um, and share with other people things that are important to me through people who are important to me and let us all see that we're just people <laughs> and that we just, we love, you know, and we love so deeply and we, we all love the same. And so I thank you. <laughs> For being here today with um with me and and sharing your stories with all of us and um i'm really really grateful so the way i love to end my show is just each of you um give one golden word from our conversation um like when when you think of the things we discussed and shared today, um, 
What, what is that one word for you? Should I go? <laughs> yeah. For me, it's just popping up, you know, um, ac acceptance. You know, we live in a world where we're taught to believe or, or society tells us that we don't need to be accepted, that we should, you know, that's not true. Community and sisterhood and seeing each other through the eyes that we would see our children through, you know, is how best it comes to mind. So thank you for, for that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Both of you. Thank you so much. I think the word that um, comes from this whole conversation today is love. <laughs> We've discussed a lot of love and um, I think um, just um, being guided by love and always going back to the source of love, which is our creator, which we do so all the time through prayers. I think, I think that's the best, best thing. Just loving our creator and then and and loving the creation, including our children, our families, um, having this um, beautiful connections, and 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 spreading love. I think that's my takeaway. And thank you so much, um, Natalie and Cordelia. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I would say <clears throat> creation, you know. Um, actually, I'm going to make it two words, conscious creation, you know, because um, that's, that's what we're doing when we're parenting and that's what we're doing when we're living and that's what we're doing with the gift that we've been given, you know, in this world. So thank you, everyone who... <sighs> joined our conversation today um, and I see that uh, Jamila and Tom also came in at the end so share this with another heart share this with another soul and um, you know just uh, continue to be uh, loving and stay connected with each other and until next week be free Thank you for joining the conversation. Now, take the time to reflect, introspect, and implement at least one action. Be in your body, be in your soul, be in your spirit. You know, be free. Until next week.